0: I'm Dr. Gene Hempster For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions.
1: This broadcast of Money Talks originally
2: aired Saturday, November 9th, 2019.
0: The thing we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been...
3: Four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Wee. ...in the dollar... More ...it's
0: a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy...
4: Amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk.
0: Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with none other than Jacob Keen and Nick Antonucci. Jacob, we got some great news, didn't we, since you were last on? I think I talked about it briefly. You had passed level three of the CFA exam. Jacob Keen now can use the designation CFA charter holder is uh, what we'll call you, guy.
3: He's in, yeah. as
0: enthusiastic now as he was when he came in and told us he passed.
3: And that's not.
0: <laughs> and that's not it.
5: just, at just all to let you
3: guys it, know, CFA. That's not chicken sandwich related. I know there's not, been a lot in the news. <laughs> a guy got stabbed. Oh, um, with the
5: chicken. Note that was not chicken. <laughs> <Chick-fil-A>. <laughs> that was important. To know. <laughs>
0: not a Chick-fil-A. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it, uh, it it is, is, is a, a, a great achievement for those of us in the financial industry um it, it is uh, kind of a milestone, and uh, uh, congratulations are in order. Good job. There Thank
3: you. Thanks for the shout-out, Troy. How
0: about that? Uh, Nick
3: Troy's also nice got sound a CFA. I,
0: I do. So I'm I just falling All right, in. guys, let's scratch okay. each other's backs <laughs> a
4: little more. It's getting, getting a little annoying. <laughs>
0: Nick, uh, Nick is a uh, uh, CVA and uh, C-E-P-A, CIPA, uh
5: None of which are as important as the CFA.
0: Well, Well, you know, I'm working on it, all right? CBA, I also am a uh, CBA certificate. See how he does that? He's like, yeah, good job. But also I have that too (laughs) and the other one. Well, anyway, I was going to tell folks what that is. Uh, It's a certified valuation analyst. Uh, We'll talk a little about some of the the things. We've got a question or two to talk about today uh, related to valuation of businesses and uh, uh, SIPA, he's a certified exit planning advisor. Is that Correct.
5: right? Now Always checks
3: it. the red signs.
0: I know
5: where the yeah. exits
3: are mm-hmm. at
0: all times. Yeah. Yep. Well, sometimes they're green. Does that throw you off at all? Oh, no. Wow.
3: That's wild. They,
0: they teach you that as
5: well. They're like
3: coercing you to leave then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yes. So, you, know, you know what they do say. The, do the red exit signs <laughs> make you stop as you get <laughs> to them? <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone
0: makes, makes a, brings a little happiness. so yeah when they enter a room and some when they leave, right. so I guess it's, uh, exactly. that's the big difference. Right. Do you
5: say um, what up fam when, when it's not us? Yeah.
0: I say what up fam every single. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not as, as hardcore about trying to be the, the, uh, okay, millennial <laughs> <laughs> what do no, you think funny. you, you, I'm not a, bo- a boomer either. I'm a oh, nexter. Yeah, right. if you just want to really get right down to it. But, uh, you know, I, I get it, and yes, I'm sure that anybody that hears me when I do that, oh look, the the cute old man is at his stuff again. Bless his <laughs> heart. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm. Uh, um, we're also joined today by our, one of our interns. Hello. Yeah, Alex. Go ahead. And Alex. Introduce yourself. Tell Felix. us. Tell us what it is that you do.
6: Well, I'm a research intern. Yeah. I don't have any certifications. Well,
0: you just you you're getting the main certification, which is your undergraduate degree, right? That's what you're working toward at the moment. Yep, my BBA soon, and eventually a CFA. There you go. All right. Well, gotta have uh, gotta start somewhere and have big hopes, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, we're here to talk about some financial markets. All-time highs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All-time,
3: all-time highs. Yeah. Uh, Is that good?
0: The, the Dow, the S&P.
3: Did we break it? Is that good? <laughs> Did
0: we break it? Not, yeah, we I,
4: haven't broken it yet. Yeah, well, <laughs>
0: We're we got, got an interest rate cut last week and yep. we got all time highs this week. It's it's really rare that you would have those two things within days of each other, but that's what we got. Um I talked a bit about it last week, how the the uh yield curve seems to be normalizing a bit, and that usually happens. After uh, after the Fed starts cutting interest rates, after we've seen uh, a prolonged inversion, now there's folks out there that would tell you that we didn't really have a prolonged inversion. Uh, but that would only be if you were looking at the the classic ten, 10 minus year two. minus two years. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, the ten minus the three month was inverted for what like four months.
0: Yeah, it was a while. I think it, I think months. it started in May. And uh, just, just yeah. uh, in the last couple of weeks actually reversed itself. But if you look at the yield curve, um, normal to a yield curve for those of us who watch it at all would be if you're looking at a chart, there's a line sloping from the left upwardly to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we had was something that started about middle of the page, went down and then back up. Kind of like a Nike swoosh is the way that I've been describing it. It's really flat now from the bottom left to the upper right. Uh, There's not much of a a hump in it. There's usually kind of a a higher slope on the short end of the curve, and then it flattens out toward the the longer end. Um, But if you look, we've seen uh, like 20 basis point decline in everything from the one month out to about the five year. Yeah. And then we see an increase of about 30 basis points for everything from that five year on. Right um which just tells you that we had a, a pretty significant twist in the in the yield curve and uh you know the the Nike swoosh is gone.
3: Right. And well uh, the I mean the risk on trades in full force right now. Right. So a lot of the duration a lot of the sort of safe haven longer term mm-hmm. treasuries are being they're so, being sold uh, right now.
0: Yeah, and if you read financial literature, you're starting to hear folks say, "Well, I'm not so sure that it's time to be risk-averse, maybe maybe things are changing. You guys got an opinion on that? Yeah,
5: it's hard to, this late in the cycle and and the market at all-time highs, it's hard for me personally to really get in the mindset of being risk-on, especially when you know the data coming out, while it's firmed up a little bit in some aspects, it's still not extremely strong. You have GDP at 1.9%, 2%, something like that in the third quarter, um, and you're seeing growth slow, not just domestically, but across the globe. Policy is still accommodative Like we said We had the Fed cut rates Last week Um, But I just don't see The data At least in my eyes That is Encourages me To be risk on At this time Yeah Especially you see The manufacturing data Come out Again Not just here Domestically Across the globe Manufacturing is in contraction You also have Economies in Europe Um, I don't know What what third quarter GDP Was in Germany But um, It was in The economy Was in contraction
3: Right Right. Yeah. And speaking to that GDP, that recent GDP report, basically absent consumer spending, we we would have nothing. The past two quarters, we would be in a recession currently. It it continues to be the
5: consumer and employment driving what looks to be the bright spots of the economy.
3: And and I just get concerned when you're looking at, you know, current conditions where we're having a weak quarter in earnings uh, in the market right now. It doesn't look like the fourth quarter is going to be great. Are we pricing in next year, which is not necessarily a foregone conclusion that we do have a meaningful economic recovery you know what sort of margin of safety do we have built into the markets right now sure to Nick's point um certainly i mean we can rip higher I, i i think typically fed accommodation does take a while to flow through to the markets yeah um so we tend to price it in when it does happen um and it takes a while to flow through but um just looking at The environment broadly, I think you know, there's plenty of concerns and kind of the huge overhang for me and um, is uh, we we talk about it, man. It's 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 I'm numb to it at this point. You know, the back and forth between the U.S. and China,
0: right? Yeah, and And this week we're getting positive news from from yeah that they'll both remove
3: tariffs
5: if the deal is signed. But the frustrating thing to me is you how what is this going on a month ago where. Phase one was the announcement was made that, that we've come to an agreement of phase one. Yeah. Is yeah. that fair? About a month yeah, ago, yeah. we
3: were supposed to meet.
5: Nothing's happened
3: in Chile, but that kind of fell through, and it feels like China is sort of delaying. But we're up against that December de- deadline to to have the additional tariffs on the stuff that already got delayed. Right, it would be the consumer electronics type items, the the big items that right. we're afraid to affect the holiday season with. But eventually, if we don't get some, you know. Uh, concessions from China, then that's going to have to happen. So it's, I, I don't know, that's I, sort of like, I, to me, that's the distraction of the market from what are, you know, overall sort of weak fundamentals. I Absolutely. also feel
5: like on, on both sides, when announcements are made, the other party uh, is not quick to come out and support whatever's being reported. For example, when the U.S. came out, you know, prior to quote phase one, um, China wouldn't confirm you know the progression of talks. Now you have on the other side the article I was reading in the Wall Street Journal today. Basically, China has come out and said, you know, both have agreed to to, you know, pare back the tariffs um, equally. But the U.S. hasn't come out and
0: confirmed those comments.
5: Right. So you have one side talking, and and in in many cases you're not having
0: both sides coming out and say. Well, it makes you wonder if they're talking to their own constituents and, you know, not necessarily about what happened while they were behind closed doors. Right. Let me throw out a couple of numbers real quick. Uh, Market was up 1.68% this week. Uh, Energy led the way, 5.23% higher. Utilities fell by 3.8%. Like I said, rate-related probably, uh, given the fact that we did see at least the short-term interest rates fall on the yield curve. Uh Jacob, you alluded to this. Uh we've got a uh, decline in earnings for the third quarter. Um, more which,
5: significant depending on what source you look at.
0: Right. We've gone yeah. back
5: and forth on this. Facts that shows a 4.1% decline versus Bloomberg's 2. Point something. 1. one 1.4,
0: yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's take a real quick break. So 2. When 2. we 7. come back, we'll talk a little more about financial markets and uh, give you a dog of the girl. week. Stick around. Money Talks. We'll be right back.
4: Did you know that nearly 11% of residents and 12% of children in Cobb County live below the poverty line? That's thousands of families doing without, which is especially sad during the holidays. The Center for Family Resources has been bringing the community together to collect food items for low-income families in Cobb County for over 30 years. Through our Thanks for Giving program, we provide holiday food boxes during the Thanksgiving break, filled with ingredients for families to cook their own traditional holiday meal. Plus, since Thanksgiving we can put an extra strain on a family's food budget while children are home from school, we provide extras like breakfast foods, pasta, and peanut butter for those added meals. How can you help? Go to thecfr.org to volunteer, raise money, or start a drive through your business, church, neighborhood, or civic organization or school. That's thecfr.org, and thanks for giving. You ain't
6: nothing but a hound dog.
4: This This is the dog. The dog of the week.
0: Alright, Dog of the Week this week, uh, we have our special guest, as I mentioned earlier, we've got Alex Del Nodal on the uh, show with us, who is our research intern, and uh, since they usually pull all the data together for me to do the Dog of the Week, I figured it might be fun to listen to him do the Dog of the Week himself, so Alex. Thank
6: you, Troy. Go. So this is what I got for you today. It's, uh, it's not funny, it's a little bit on the creepy side. A little. Okay. So yeah. I know Halloween just passed, but there's a city in Japan. It's called Nagaro. Nagaro. And about 30 people live there. Big and town. 30 that is, that is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we're we're just Wow. <laughs> but one of the residents decided to make it more lively by making hundreds of scarecrows.
0: Yeah, the first one I think started as.
6: Her dad, a likeness of her dad, kind of in memorial. Oh, right? I've seen this. So yeah. They call it the doll village, but it wasn't actually for just a memorial. It was actually to keep the birds away from her garden. Ah, okay. So it was the classic scarecrows, the way it started. All right. Cool. But then she she went a little YOLO and <laughs> put hundreds around the town, and now there's a lot of tourists, about 3,000 every year.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an out-of-the-way town, so it's strange that they would have anybody go out of their way to uh, to get there, but now it's becoming a thing. It's oh, ki- It's kind of like chasing the danger in a scary movie
5: to me. It's like, why do you want to go and... S- it's just creepy. Go hide right. in, in the graveyard? Yeah. I don't...
3: It's probably know. hard for the bus drivers, too, when they're like, is that a scarecrow sitting waiting for the bus? Or
0: That's true. You can't right. just, like, blow past the stop because yeah. no one's there. Yeah. Well, I thought they were supposed to stop at every potential bus stop. No, you yeah.
3: pull on the... Think about the economic you know. impact of this little town, you know? Surely <laughs> they yeah. don't <laughs> ride the more, bus
0: much. More restaurants.
3: <laughs> yeah. so,
0: Jacob, educate me. So what do you You pull uh, on the you, chain? You pull on the little thing, yeah. Oh, clearly you don't, make you don't the most, ride the bus, truck. I yeah, I'm you, uh, you guilty sub-urban as suburbanites.
3: Yes. Wow.
0: Mm, sorry, sorry, I've disappointed you guys. Maybe <sighs> yes. I'll maybe I'll get my hips. Oh, I see the problem. Your hips? I look at both of my
2: hipster. Oh, I
0: see. Okay. Uh, I look at you both, What's and you have comment. a bigger Wait. beard. Yeah, it's the beard, the beard. and I don't have a beard, only a mustache. But you know, maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: No, <laughs> 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 no, Nobody, nobody's gonna say, oh. say boomer. We can't we can't make it through a whole show without him bringing up facial hair.
6: I I got a tally running.
3: You don't know about it, but I got it. I got it running. Have you? You I don't
6: doubt that. Like we get it. You have a mustache. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. but but that's all. (laughs) All right, Alex. So uh, this lady has created a creepy town out of Nagara, Japan, and um, she did I read correctly that she's got like a classroom, an, an old elementary school that was gonna be just an empty. School, and now it's a museum that she uses?
6: Well, a lot of the facilities have turned into museums. The school is one. There's also, if you're looking to get married, there's a Japanese traditional bridal party set up for you. So you, if, don't oh have, if you don't gosh, have friends,
5: you can have scarecrows. Yeah. Yeah. The Chinese need to adopt this for all like the ghost the cities ghost that they towns. have. You know, they've, ah, they've created all these. Right. They have their fake Paris and all that. That's, That's a great there's idea. There's some scarecrows out there. It looks popular. Yeah.
0: Maybe she needs to move to those. Dead. Ghost cities.
3: That's like that's like a very uh, Chinese thing to do, like steal an idea, <laughs> yeah,
6: exactly. make it your own.
0: Yeah,
3: I yeah, know. We've been doing this for years.
0: <laughs> look, look, we have a copyright on it right here. <laughs> uh, I think you copyrighted the copyright. Yeah.
5: Ours are scarecrow spelled with a K. Uh, it's different.
0: <laughs> it's a lot different. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's press on. Uh, we got a few things to talk about financial.
5: You know, Troy, if, if we're going to get into these, are we going to questions? Sure, now? yeah, let's I, do it. You know, I joked about the fantasy football aspect of the radio show. I think I think when we're talking stocks, it's it's a start-or-sit conversation.
3: Start-or-sit? Instead sit. of buy or sell you start okay. sitting
5: the stock.
0: <laughs> All right, well, All right. you make it whatever you want there, Nick.
3: Yeah, uh, pick some sleepers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Your <a> sleeper pick. <laughs> For the quarter. All right, well, we'll start off with a sleeper. How about Kyle from Woodstock, who writes... Uh, you've said before you're not a big fan of individual indus- industrial names, but I've been looking at an extra-international. Uh, the recent run has been great, and uh, I want to get in on it. There is a problem with that. Uh, the ticker symbol, I think it's AXE. Um,
3: Axe body spray?
0: Well, no, it's oh, different. Okay. It's not the body spray. It's um, just uh, AXE, okay. a ticker symbol. Anyway, the, the uh, issue is the company... Has had a nice run. Uh, It would be awesome if you could get in in, uh, on the run, but you'd have to back up the clock because the pop that they just recently had was due to the fact that they announced they're selling the company to another company. What I'm telling you is,
5: so you can't make like one percent left in premium. That
0: well, you could, but I mean, why would you try? You could probably do as well with a relatively short-term
1: fixed-income instrument.
0: Uh, and that's usually what happens. So, uh, the company's a global uh, distributor of network and security, electrical and electronic devices. But again, you know, AXE is the symbol. Uh, don't don't reach out for this. It's going nowhere. It's uh, it's being purchased by another company. Sure, so. I
5: think it's also worth noting the question you mentioned not buying individual industrial names. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. Um, no, at all. we don't. We you don't. know, you want to be selective and 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 consider what your portfolio looks like. Right. Also, you know, macroeconomic conditions, um, in terms of which industrials you want to buy, some are more well, cyclical
0: than others. That's absolutely true. Right now, um, it wouldn't be wise to go piling in. As you mentioned before, Nick, I think we're all kinda on the same page. We're late we're pretty late in the uh business cycle and it uh, looks like there's there's really more potential grief than I would wanna get in the middle of with a very cyclical company right now. However, we do recommend individual industrial names. Uh, you might have mixed that up with material stocks because we don't really own too many individual materials. Right. It's a very small sector of the the um, business environment, and you know if you want to stay diversified even within a sector, it's very difficult in that space uh, with as little um, weight as there is in the in the market for that sector all right uh let's move on we got uh, a question from heather let me throw this out if you've got your own questions you'd like to get in contact with us um so that we could answer them on the air you can call us at 1-855-429-9166 uh which is our question hotline you'll call you'll get a recording uh we ask that you leave your your uh name and and a question on that recording we play it on the air and then we'll answer right behind it um if you prefer to uh Call and talk to a human being. You can call 770-429-9166 and uh, ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn, who is our producer. Uh, she'll take your question and uh, get it to us so we can answer it on the air. Or you can email us at drgene at com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, you can also go to our website, hensler.com. We've got lots of information on there. There's a, a radio show page as well, uh, Money Talks. Uh, you can click on and see lots of information, and uh, as and you can listen to our previous uh, show recordings as well. So, uh, we'd love to hear from you if you got something. Uh, make sure you give us a call or email. Um, we've got a question from Heather from Smyrna. It says, uh, "What's going on with Uber stock? Uh, I get that after IPOs, the stock usually drops significantly, but what, but what's going on with earnings?" And to that, I would say. What earnings? Mm-hmm. Companies never earned a dime. Uh, they do generate revenue. Well, if you want to call it an investment, it could be a problem. Uh, they've uh, they they did go public this year, um, and it it came out at a price to sales in the twenties. Yeah, Jacob, what is the normal price to sales ratio?
3: Oh uh, in the low single digits low single digits yeah, the lower Quite the often
0: better. less than two or three yeah yep. yeah, so you know that tells you a lot about what happened. It did come out very expensive um usually, everybody clamors to get an i p o because often they're mispriced um and and by that, I mean uh when the company goes public um the the company the portion the company gets for for the for uh it's issuance of shares is basically the first tick. They get a certain price Uh, Usually demand is so great that it drives the price higher Uh, All in one day or a series of two or three days very short period of time And then it it is pretty common for them to kind of tick back or flutter back to earth Uh, Sometimes fall like a rock back to earth Um, uh, Uber is currently selling around 12 times sales. Yeah. So you can see it's it's fallen significantly since the IPO. A bigger issue that I have is is all the fundamentals just look ugly. I you know their their expenses have been uh relatively high. They've been spending a lot of money on R&D to get uh self-driving cars off the ground. Their their fear is if they are not the creator of the first successful uh self-driving automobile that they may not get to use it. And that being the case uh, their expenses will never decline like they'd like for them to. So yeah,
3: yeah, all like all the value we're, we're getting close to up against the break. But all the value in the business right now is in the future. They, you, you said what earnings? They lost a billion dollars yeah. this quarter. One That's quarter. With one B. quarter. That's with the B.
0: Yeah, their revenue though has grown 68% annually over the last three years. Pretty significant, if you ask me. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to John Dixon about Georgia Heart, a uh, tax credit for Georgia residents and small business owners.
6: Stick
3: around. Money.
0: Atop the Hensler Financial Building, in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks.
4: All right, we're back.
0: As promised, I uh, kicked my guys out and uh, wanted to talk about some highbrow tax situation that we got going on in Georgia. I know our scope is much broader than that, but... uh, You know, this is something specific for those of us who who live in Georgia. And I have with me none other than John Dixon, who is a uh, CPA, CFP, CVA. Uh, John is a principal in the Hensler Tax Division. Uh, What is the official name of the Hensler Tax Division now, John?
2: It's now Hensler CPAs and Advisors.
0: There we go. Awesome. Uh, Appreciate you picking me up there. Um, Just uh, wanted to... uh, to talk to you, I know it's something that we've encouraged clients to do in the past. Um, basically, you can make a deductible donation to a rural hospital. Uh, the program is called Georgia Heart. And, John, I, I want, I mean, I know, you know, in in the social settings, uh, your, your name is Chillax. It used to be, you know, known as Chill and Relax. In this case, it's going to be Chill and Tax.
2: That's right. Chillaxing. We're chillaxing today. I think
0: last time you were on the show, you dropped the old intoxicated. I d- I don't think I've ever been intoxicated. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much of whatever it is you drink you would have to in- intake in order to get me intoxicated. But hey, let's talk about the Georgia Heart for a second.
2: Yeah, let's see if we can get you there here with the, <laughs> the Georgia Heart.
0: <laughs> I'm sure if anything will, this is going to do it.
2: Well, Troy, we've talked about this before, and there's been some some recent uh, adopted Georgia Department of Revenue, Revenue ruling here, 567,
0: 857. Well, that's a mouthful of numbers.
2: That is. But, of course, this has some great benefits for, for businesses out there. Um, we have a, a bunch of clients that participated in this uh, credit last year, so for those out there you know, last year you were able to make a contribution to a rural hospital, right? And then you were able to take a charitable donation on your federal taxes for that donation, and then a Georgia tax credit. Uh, so you got a double benefit. So right. th- your rate of return was basically your federal tax rate. So no,
0: if I'm correct, they've paired that back some for 2019. Right?
2: They did. The IRS came out and said, you know, because of some of the other states out there, high states. Uh, high-taxing states, California, New York, to name a couple. Um, you know, they they came up with some of these charitable programs to where their their taxpayers could make contributions to these state programs and get a, a charitable donation instead of uh, being limited to the $10,000 deduction.
0: Yeah, the limit that they put on with the new 2017, what was it, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Right. Uh, the, the, the Trump tax cut, basically, knock them out of contention, and it kind of put a limit on Georgia uh, taxpayers as well,
2: right? Right. It, it hit all taxpayers with the $10,000 limit, but it hit the uh, the higher taxing states more with the higher tax rates for California and New York. So right. IRS came out and said, you know, these programs, you can no longer take a charitable donation um, for, for these programs where you're getting a state tax credit. Um, but you can take a, a, a business expense, Um, you know, for deductions that are seeking, um, you know, a a business expense. I mean, um, well, in
0: in this case, we're talking about it's so it's kind of the heart program is is kind of a dual benefit, right? As an individual, you can take advantage of it, right?
2: Right. So the individuals that benefit kind of the. the benefit from a deduction went away, so you can Correct. no longer get the tax charitable donation for federal purposes. But you can still, instead of paying Uncle Georgia, you know, your taxes, you right. can you can basically just fund That's, a hospital, right. you know, and do a, a more charitable cause.
0: So it allows you to kind of control what your tax is going toward, right. In a way, in a way, you a, are. It's a it's a uh, charitable donation, but you get that tax benefit, so it's directed to. The charitable organization instead of just the state to spend it however they wish because you get a deduction from it.
2: That's correct. And then the Georgia Heart program came out and said, well, you know, pass throughs would be able to take this as a deduction, as a business expense. So we're talking about like an S Corp or a partnership? A a partnership, correct. Well, the issue with the program was that only individuals could apply. So. The, how can you take a business deduction that's committed something that's committed by an individual right. partner or shareholder so with the new rev ruling, Georgia came out and allowed the flow throughs to apply for the credit
0: but there are some some additional uh parameters that you have to deal with right
2: there are you have to justify your business expense, so it has to be a, an expense that you can justify that it potentially builds brand awareness, uh increase customer loyalty you know maybe you're earning some community goodwill uh something that would potentially develop more business for your pass through so that you're actually taking a business expense for that contribution and then the credit passes through to the individual partners or shareholders as a credit in Georgia.
0: So so John, if you don't mind, can you flesh out what that might look like? Give us an example if you could.
2: Sure. So one might be, you know, a CPA practice who has, you know, huh, doctors. Fancy that. A yeah.
0: CPA practice. Something yeah. this guy knows about. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, somebody who has a, you know a relationship with potentially the doctors at that med- in the hospital. So right. you're going to make a contribution to that hospital in goodwill because some of the doctors are your clients. Um, could be that you're a construction company, or maybe even um, you've got a a franchise location in a rural hospital area. And so you want to make sure your employees have access to, to good health care. So right. those would be some business reasons for you know yeah, making the you, contribution.
0: You could even do it as maybe a, a potential to drive new business. So if you had identified some, some doctors in a specific area, a rural area, and you wanted to, to bring them on as, as a new client, or like you said, a construction company that might want to get – uh business if he knew that there might be some expansion in that that uh region for a for a new hospital i guess you could do it that way as well right that's correct it's it's really just trying to justify it as a business expense and uh, you know you you want it to be a legitimate expense but i you know these are these i mean they go down specifically as just an expense among all the other business expenses that you have correct
2: that's correct and and so then the the, once you take the deduction and the credit passes through the individual shareholders or partners, there is a limitation on the individual return for that credit, and it's limited to the the Georgia income tax associated with that pass-through, and that would include you know the K1 income as well as W2 wages potentially paid from that S corp to that to that shareholder, so that times the tax rate is your maximum maximum credit. So if you end up calculating and estimating too much of a credit, then what's actually claimed on your tax return, it would be limited and lost. So that's one downside from from this pass through is you got you, you want to try to make sure you you guesstimate what your your tax is because any other benefit would be lost from the credit stand, standpoint. Um, and, and this year, you know, the credit has passed. The, the limit hasn't been reached yet this late into the year. It'd be interesting to see next year with this new rev ruling if the credit doesn't get utilized a lot faster next year because of this double benefit for businesses, the pass-throughs, the the uh, partnerships and S corps.
0: And last year it did get used up really quick, right? Like it the cutoff did. is usually like June 30th, but uh, it was pretty much gone by then in 2018. And this year there's leftovers,
2: right? That's right, and it's it's. Probably mainly due to the double double dip yeah, last year. Yeah, the change. Yeah, I mean, where, where businesses were able, once the limitation expired, June 30th expired, all these businesses applied for large numbers of, of credits because they got the deduction and the credit. And then yeah. they came out and, and, and limited that. So uh, because of that, that change, you don't see the participation this year probably than than what you did last year.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, uh John, you've made that just absolutely clear as mud. Um when it comes to tax issues, sometimes they can get really complicated and if anybody wanted to contact you, I know you're all ears. You'd love to help them out. Uh and and anybody who might uh want to know how to uh benefit from this this uh tax credit could also contact you. The number you can contact John at uh, 770-429-9166. Just call in, ask for John Dixon, and he would be happy to help you out in uh, any matter uh, that's uh, related to taxes.
2: Uh, we get ta- intoxicated together. Oh,
0: my word. We really <laughs> went there again. I thought we were done with all that craziness. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, this is a great benefit for uh for uh, high-wealth individuals and even business owners at this point.
2: Thanks for having me, Troy.
0: Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with uh,
2: Nick Antonucci
0: and Jacob Keene and Alex and Del Nodal. And uh, it's always good to hear from John about uh, Georgia Hart. Um, guys, let's answer a few more questions uh, about financials. But first, if you uh, have your own question you'd like for us to answer on the air, We'd love to hear from you. You can call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. You call in, uh, get our recording, record your question afterwards. Include your name, please. And uh, we will play that on the air and answer right behind it. If you'd prefer to talk to a human being, you can call 770-429-9166. Ask for Kelly Lynn or the radio show, and uh, she will get uh, your question to us. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com, spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot Or you can go to our website and check out all the fun things that we've downloaded that you can uh, you can potentially answer your own question if it's broad enough. Again, hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. com. So guys... Um, we got a question here from Megan and Robert from Kennesaw says, what do you think about Marathon Petroleum? I was considering adding that to our portfolio. Now, I'll tell you straight up where uh, we do recommend this holding to clients.
3: Yeah. That's a timely question. Right yeah. There, it's recent there's recent addition.
0: It really was. And we've had, uh, it's, there's been some news on the stock um, even more recent than, than uh, when we added it as a recommended uh, security holding. Um, Last week we saw that uh the uh
3: Paul <laughs> my boy Paul.
0: Paul Paul got in there. Yeah. Uh yeah, Elliot Management has a position Starry. in the company uh and uh they've uh they've been pushing for change at the company and looks like they've actually made some traction. Uh Marathon has announced that they're going to Uh, spin off the Speedway franchise, which is generally the the least profitable. The marketing side of things is usually the least profitable in any of these uh, petroleum companies, the energy space. Um, And not only that, the CEO is going to retire next year. And not only that, the CEO's expected replacement is also stepping down. The company has a 65-year-old mandatory retirement policy, uh, which would just leave the... the, uh, um, the the successor, successor. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I got you. Uh Would leave the successor like a year in office if he were to take over. So he stepped out. So they are looking for a CEO. The stock fell about three and a half percent on the news. Um, you guys got anything? To yeah. Add? So
3: with the with the fantasy analogy, we got a new coach in here. I think this is definitely a start this week. <laughs> um, well, just I mean, just briefly. Um, I mean, people go to gas stations and they're familiar with the energy Speedway. companies. Sure. With the energy companies broadly, right? right? Yeah. Marathon is solely a refiner. So there's different economics to that. Right. So they make money on the spread between getting the oil out of the ground and putting it in turning that it into gasoline right. and putting it in your car.
0: Yeah, so they're not um, a they're not an exploration type company right. they don't produce oil they don't go out and drill for it but yeah. once it's out of the ground they turn it yeah. into the gasoline that's usable in your automobile
3: yeah and um so looking at the energy industry broadly there's been a lot of under investment the past few years there's right. definitely cycles with that companies have been tightening their belts so that leaves if demand continues to you know pace well that leaves room for oil to run but nearer term um if we do get A weaker dollar if we do get a more dovish fed um, and we do get uh, any sort of any sort of credit event Um, if you think about who they're buying the oil from well they're buying the oil from the frackers so there's some nice dynamics there for some acyclicality in a refiner and that if you know people are dumping inventory oil inventory on the market yet the consumer still stays strong then they're going to command higher margins sure and Marathon, as a refiner, is uniquely positioned in that they're across the country. So, right. if there's a certain area, you know, in in, you know, up in uh, North North Dakota, North Dakota D- right. if their oil is cheaper than, say, in uh, the Permian, West they Texas have access and they have refineries across the country to take advantage of those opportunities. And then you look, they they had they had the recent mer- acquisition merger right. from stock transaction. With Endeavor to get that access, so that's a nice catalyst moving forward. And you look at the valuation on the stock at you know under 14 times, and that's on what I don't feel like is normalized earnings right now over the course of a cycle. Right. With the over three percent dividend yield, again, this one's the start.
0: You are to here yeah. first there you go neglects it too it sounds like uh, put, him your, <laughs> there, put him in your flex position <laughs> the, the one thing you can know is demand is still continued i mean we talked about the consumer earlier and uh demand is just, you know pretty solid uh within the refining business i read something uh you know this week that said uh 98 percent uh capacity utilization within their refinery business so uh, that's something that's always a good thing. It, Absolutely, it, it translates, there. translates
5: yeah, to the and, earnings. And,
3: and, yeah. and, and we also have new regulations that's forcing the refiners to make their uh, gasolines cleaner, especially on the 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 freight, the shipping freight. Right. Oh, um, yeah, so right. a lot of the bigger players will benefit from that because they have invested in relative to the smaller players.
0: Yeah, technology's yeah. key as, as well. They have a technology right.
3: edge for sure. Yeah,
0: keep the sulfur low. All right, Uh let's uh, go to one more I'm sure we got plenty of time to talk about this Jason from Covington says I'm 58 and I know I can't work forever I've owned my collision and repair garage close to 35 years It used to be that uh, to sell a business all one had to do was find a good mechanic and let him work as an apprentice until he could uh, take over the business that's how I got my shop Uh now my accountant is telling me that I have to enhance the value of my business in order to uh, sell it for top dollar uh, I just want to know I can retire at sixty five i 've got several years to enhance the value, so what am I really looking at? Nick, this sounds like something you might be able to help and i I totally agree this you know he's, he still sounds like he might be trying to to uh, groom that uh, underling to take the business over it 's a very common issue these days with a lot of uh, it is yeah, and baby boomers looking to retire. Kind of where I want to start,
5: too, is I just want to know I can retire at 65. So exit planning is a whole, you know, value creation is part of the exit planning process. Right. You're trying to extract the most value you can for your business but but it 's so much more than just from a business aspect you know they kind of break it down into, into three categories: you have the personal aspect, you have the financial aspect, and you have the business aspect so right. the, the personal kind of speaks to once you exit this business, what is your life going to lo- look like you 've poured all these this, this time and energy into this business, and all of a sudden you know you 've left it now, what do you do so you can 't overlook that aspect of your life but in, in terms of value creation, I would first want to start with what does your retirement look like? What do you need? How much money do you need to get from the sale of this business in order to reach your goal? So yeah, you, it, it, You have to have a starting point of of, here's what I think is worth today and maybe get a valuation done or you ballpark what it's worth. And then what do I need it to be worth to reach that retirement that I have in mind? And everything in between there is you have to kind of bridge that gap from where we are now to where you need to be in order to meet your retirement needs.
0: Right, and quite often you'll find that business owners, that's their biggest investment. The the biggest portion of of your
5: wealth is tied up in right i would business.
0: have to guess that jason over the last 35 years his biggest investments probably always been his garage and and uh you know it is a type of business that will fluctuate in value and and uh revenues um you know given business cycle uh and and it's good in my opinion that he's looking seven years out he's yeah talking, that's, he's a, that's a good time horizon
5: 65 so basically to To accelerate the value of your business, what we want to do is identify the risks and reduce those risks, right? So maybe that's, in this case, it wouldn't be an issue. But let's say you have, uh, you know, high concentration of revenue, if,
0: Well, it could be. He could have, you know, contracts for a business. Maybe it is. He doesn't say so here. Maybe it is. Uh, I know mechanics that might do work on a a certain milk company's vehicles, and that's all they do.
5: Right. Or if you don't have a successor that you've groomed or someone that can step in once you've sold the business, that's a huge risk. Right. You know, you, you have someone come in and purchase it, and you're no longer there. Something happens to you. There's no one to run the business. That's a huge, you know, risk to the value of of that
0: business because it's a risk to the purchaser. Basically, exactly. all you're doing at that point is you might be buying a facility and some equipment and a, a yeah. client list. Well, you, Wh- yeah,
3: you limit your opportunity set because you can only sell it to people who know how to run exactly. It, and and that uh, business. Uh, right.
0: one last thing I, I want to
5: throw in there because we're running out of time is, is clean up your books. If you know you're run, you run it as a lifestyle business, you're running expenses to the business that aren't truly relevant
0: to the operations, right.
5: Let's let's start working those out, you know, the yeah, the, the company the car
0: look a lot more profitable in most
5: cases. Exactly.
0: And so the, and profitability, growth and revenue, those all add to the value of your business.
5: Sure. So I guess in the most general way possible, I'd say value creation is all about reducing the risk.
0: Well, in and maximizing profits and and revenues if you can do the two of those at the same time, You'll it's be sitting, it's a sitting pretty, pretty yeah, it can be a pretty complex situation. If you want uh, if you have a business, you're in that situation, you Feel free to call us. Again, the number is 770 429 9166. Ask for Nick Antonucci. He can help you out uh, with any of those issues. All right. Well, uh, that looks like about it for me. Uh, guys, what do you say? Market up or down this week? I think it rips on. Gains. Gains. There we go. Everybody up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll be back next week.